shitty sun-kissed model from a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Hello, everybody, work. and welcome back to the Friends You Can Keep podcast. Um, I am once, I am, as always, anymore, joined by my lovely wife, Kelly. Um, I saw a sticker today. You and I talked about it a little bit. I want to posit this. I'm going to put it up on social media. I'm going to posit this to the listeners, though. I mean, there was a whole litany. It was a nightmare pickup truck. Had a pink American flag, a pink FJB sticker, just a sticker that was Donald Trump's face, which is like the... I've seen a lot of weird pro-Trump shit. This was a weird sticker that was literally just his face on the back of a pickup truck. Wasn't on a water bottle. Wasn't like... On a yeah, it wasn't a laptop a bag. Sticker. Like it was a it was a sticker that you put on your truck. Um, and to give you an idea of because these are customers that we work for, and to give you an idea of the kind of people they are, there was talk like shortly after COVID of their daughters going to a concert, and they didn't go because you had to be vaccinated. And I quote, they didn't. They didn't, so they didn't go to the concert because they didn't get vaccinated because, and I quote, they didn't want to get their eggs scrambled, which is what the father told my dad. I mean, gross on many levels. Number one, it is wholly inaccurate. Number two, you as a man saying that is gross because I have a feeling your daughter, daughter, daughters probably didn't say that. No. Um, but the, the other sticker that was on there said make america cowboy again and i'm like it doesn't really fit with your other your other messages well also what the fuck does that mean well because none of the candidates are really like the cowboy candidates well also is it possible that they had that sticker first oh definitely not because the whole make america blank again wasn't a thing until trump ran for president but like do you think Donald Trump is a cowboy? Is that is that the position you're taking? Is that Trump is a he cowboy? Be, he couldn't be furthest from that, but also, like, from any semblance of, like, blue collar. Like, there, there's not one ounce of blue collar in him. Well, it's also something like, I've heard the Let's Go Brandon thing. I've heard the FJB nonsense. Like, there's a lot of things I've heard. I have never once... No seen or heard make america cowboy again i almost i don't know that but that would be weird because like if some country artist put it out but like what yeah what what's the what's the play here well then it's a weird thing of like who's that for well then i thought of it on the way home well i immediately thought looking at it uh not that there can't be but like you live in rural pennsylvania what what cowboy shit are you doing in your house in the suburbs? I mean, they're more, they're in, um, where the hell was that job? Uh, like Douglasville-ish area. So, like, you're not, you're more rural than you are suburbs. Yeah, but, but still. But, yeah, you're not. You don't live on a farm. You're not in the country. You're not. I mean, like, you damn sure don't live on a farm. You live in a housing development. Right. And you're getting a pool and in-ground pool with water features put in your backyard. I mean, it's possible. Nothing about There's what's happening. farms, like, in Pottstown. Nothing but... about what you're doing to your house screams cowboy to me. Yeah. Like, but I thought on the way home, like, what are we talking about here? Are we talking John Wayne? Are we talking, like, racist piece of shit John Wayne? Are we talking Confederate icon Yosemite Sam? Or are we talking, like, Woody from Toy Story? Like, what range of cowboy are we looking for here? Well, no, they're talking about, like, Jason Aldean cowboy. That's what they mean. So not an actual cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. That has to be what they mean. Are we talking about urban cowboy? <laughs> no. I think they mean naked cowboy. Oh. But it, it has to be. Because, like, what? no person who actually, like, has any... Or Morgan Wallen. Like... I don't even think he would consider himself a cowboy. Well, Jason Aldean doesn't consider himself a he cowboy either. Probably not. It, Amarillo Sky, he does. Uh, no, he considers himself like an everyman, a man of the people kind. Of, but he's he definitely doesn't consider himself You're a not cowboy. A man of the I don't think any modern Toby Keith. 
He definitely considers himself a cowboy. I should have been a cowboy. He doesn't consider himself a cowboy. Because he should have been a cowboy. Should have learned to rope and ride. But, like, is that what you're talking about? If anybody in country music, in modern country music, could consider themselves a cowboy, because of all the songs they sang, it's definitely Garth Brooks. It's Jerry Hardy. No. I actually do think, though, he lives on a ranch. He might, but I'm talking about in terms of song. Like, how many songs did Garth Brooks do about the rodeo? Beaches of Cheyenne, rodeo. Like he did, yeah, he did a lot of songs about the rodeo. Amarillo by Morning is about the rodeo. That's George Strait, but but are those cons- is that what a cowboy is? Someone who rides in the rodeo? Yeah, the like the modern equivalent of a cowboy is because I should have learned to rope and ride. Like that's what that is. You're roping cattle. And yeah, I just you're don't. Doing in a I rodeo. mean, like I know like. What a cowboy! Well, rodeo like, is I also I don't really it's know also what, bull riding. Like I don't know what they do. I guess yeah. <laughs> they just ride around on horses and say howdy, partner. Well, that's I like think. The, I think the modern equivalent would be like a farmer well, who also does the rodeo. But what's like an old type? What what? John they, Wayne. But like, what do they do? What is your purpose? I don't know. You were just like an outlaw kind of. Th- I mean, you just your purpose her- was that's what you were. You were a farmer, kind of. I think was part of it. But then you were you could be a, a gold miner. I'm pretty sure we're considered cowboys. People who like lived on ranches and shit. I don't know. Farmers. What does a cowboy do? Lives in Dallas. So their skills include horseback riding, yes. roping, lassoing, yep. leather making, blacksmithing, branding cattle, and basic veterinary care for livestock. Yeah. So they would just go around and just hang out with cows. Well, a lot of times they did that on their own ranch, essentially. is On a cattle drive, cowboys would be responsible for setting up camp, cooking yeah. meals. and Okay, so that's why... Well, you transported cattle. That's why you think about, like... Because I'm thinking, like, why do I, in my mind, I'm just picturing, like, a guy on a horse and this cowboy hat just... Yeah. Right, because that's what they do. You're they thinking, go around and... You're picturing, I should have learned to rope and ride, wearing my six-shooter, riding my pony on the cattle drive. So stealing, just, stealing the young girl's hearts, just like Gene and Roy. Singing those campfire songs. Cause they also had to cook the meals. But now here's a question. Yeah, Who cowboy, else was on these cattle drives that cowboy the cowboys were the ones that had to make the meals? Who else went with you? Other cowboys. Right, but that you're. it's just weird that it says the cowboy is responsible for cooking the meals as if there's other people. Uh, well, yeah, no, when you were at home, your wife cooked the meals. And then when, oh. you, went on the, when you went on the cattle drive, you had to make your own food. Oh, and that's a big... Oh, yeah, you made the food. Well, the, I guess the head cowboy made for everybody, or you all made your own food. I don't know how it works. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, who else is with you that it had to know? I'm pretty sure Jake were... Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger were cowboys. Well, more, but that's more modern. Yeah, obviously, the a cowboy doesn't really ex- doesn't really exist anymore. A cowboy they is an do. animal herder. Is they, it a, yeah, at its, bottom line. at its base thing. Um, I have a fun, speaking of like observations and things that I've seen, there was a commercial, there was an ad last night. I hate calling them commercials because they're not, I mean, they are, but they're not. Yeah. Um, well, I was watching Always Sunny. The new season is very funny starting. I'm like three episodes in, so I don't have much in, but it's very funny. Um, it's for Devado is what it's called. It's HIV medication. A prep or a? I think it's... I don't remember if it's I a prep or if I don't remember the other one. Well, there's... Oh, uh, what is that one called? Discoby. Discoby with prep? For prep? It's... They're all for prep. But I, was, I say with prep. Because a lot of times, like, the medicines nice little, have the same ending. I always call it so with prep know, as like, a little Crohn's. Ha, ha, ha. But, um... I, I think it's Discoby. Discoby for prep. And there might be something else, but I forget what it is. But this one was um, Devado. And I don't, they didn't say for prep, so I think it was like a medication yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, right. This guy, I mean, this beard style is ugly. I get it. It looks good on some people, but it looks like shit in a lot of people. Where, like, you have the side beard, but it's not very long. And then you have the goatee, but, like, the chin part of the goatee is super fucking long. Oh, uh-huh. Like this, like, you have, like, a normal, yeah, like, just, like, a very clean... Right, to you have the a beard, but to then the face you, beard, then you and have, then your goatee is whoosh, you super long. Did he have it like 
Like with the beads? No, it is not a Jack Sparrow goatee. It is just down. But here's my biggest... Isn't that like very Amish? Here's my... No. Amish don't have mustache. It's just the beard. Only, and it's and it's married. a full it's a but they're full. But they're usually really long. No. Oh, but it's really long. It's the, the whole, whole way. beard yeah, comes yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. This is literally a goatee. Like the sides are trimmed. Yeah. And then yeah, you yeah, stop yeah. trimming this. Um, but here's what really irked me about it. So later on, so I'm I'm gonna specifically talk about the first shot of the commercial is my grievance. The rest of the commercial is fine. They're on a beach somewhere. I forget what shots are showing. Everything looks fine. He looks totally normal. The opening shot of this ad is him sitting in the back of his like SUV. He's got the lift gate up, whatever you call it. The back door is up. He's sitting there putting hiking shoes. I forget what the fuck he's doing. The wind is blowing. And just so the whole time beard. he is talking to you, this long ass beard. Every other shot, it's straight down. The opening shot when the wind is blowing, it's fucking like <laughs> blowing up to almost a U. Weird. And I'm like, you couldn't have shot the opening of this anywhere else. Or like just on a Because do you stage. know how distracting it is? And that like, I couldn't figure out at first what that was. Because <laughs> you don't know till later on in the commercial, like, oh, that's your beard. Right. Because well, the opening. Because like, oh, eventually... the wind is going so much, it doesn't ever like die back down. It stays at like. An L shape. Like it does a hard whoosh over to the side and it doesn't ever leave that spot. That is weird. So, and, it, and like the way he's leaning, it almost looked like it was on his shoulder. I'm like, what am I looking at here? <laughs> it was very. Who watched that back and thought, like, oh, yeah. that's fine. Well, they, but they already knew it was a beard. But it still looks weird that it's like off to the side. So they watch that back, like, I'm not, re- I'm not reshooting this. It's fine. Well, how many takes do you think they did where, like, it was flapping worse? That, like, that was... Zero. The, that, that was a one-take thing. That was the best one. That was a one-take thing. Probably. Because if you do that take more than once and it's that blowing, go somewhere else. Cut his beard off. Have him sitting in the car. Like, film yeah. him through the window, like, as he's getting out. Something. Don't have him sit in the same spot where the wind's blowing. Have someone stand there off camera and block the fucking or wind. Blow like, the other way so that it, <laughs> it just pushes it back down. Um, but yeah, that really bothered me. Uh, to go, just to give a little insight here, I am, I'm working on the YouTube thing. I, I don't know. I will give the update of I don't know. <laughs> I have high hopes. It'll get there. It'll get there, but I'm really worried that, like, I really promised episode 100 was going to be the jumping off point, and I, I don't know well, that it's going to be episode 100. Well, maybe it will be, like, just s- smaller. You know, it'll be, like, shorts. Well, the issue is, because we could do, like, what we're doing currently. So the biggest issue is, to give you a little behind the scenes, is my parents' basement is virtually unused. What I was going to do was put stuff on the wall and make it look like what most podcasts on YouTube look like. And we were going to have a table and a tablecloth, the whole, and like just that shot, because I don't have multiple cameras at this point, because it's episode 100 of the show where like 12 people listen to this. Um, So it would just be the one shot down the middle, and we were going to do it there. That was the idea when, like, Andrew was still on frequently. And, like, I was still... It wasn't just you and I every single episode. And then you run into the problem of it's just you and I now. And we usually do this on Friday nights after the kids go to bed. Well, we can't really leave the kids here and go to my parents' house. But the issue here is... Because in reality, you could do it here. But we don't have anywhere that serves as a backdrop. That doesn't just look like... You could probably make one. Dumb nonsense. The only thought I had... Well, here's the other issue. Because you could use the TV. Well... uh, Just put something on the TV. Oh, yeah. As your backdrop. Yeah. But, then what do we sit at? Because we don't have a table. I'm not going to move the fucking dining room table, like, over there. Every Friday. Well, a little black 
table, I guess. We have a folding table. My grievance is I don't think they're that tall. No. Like, even when you're sitting in the folding chairs, they're not tall tables. No, it's not. Like, it needs, I would like something that's level with that the top of that oh. faux fireplace, maybe. Because that would look the best. I mean, in reality... We'll figure it out. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but to give you a little more insight into things happening with the show, we eventually will be getting to, um, we're going to start doing a series where, this was Kelly's idea, I will give her. I was going to say, don't you dare. I will give, I'm not taking credit, I'm just saying we're going to do this. Yeah. Um, but I will give Kelly credit, this was, this was Kelly's idea. We have been listening to a lot of, well I've been listening to a lot of How Did This Get Made. And you listen listened to, to a handful you've listened of to the episodes, but I mean, like I've been, yeah, I was backlogged. So whenever I have, and now that like work is a bit more, I'm by myself a little bit more. I can listen to podcasts at work, so I'm getting caught up, and I'm I've listened to so many episodes now. But Kelly had the idea today, listening to the Drop Dead Friend episode, that um, we should go back and watch movies from our childhood that we have not watched in years. And watch them now with fresh eyes. And like. To see, like, does this movie hold up? Right. Like, well, is it a good movie? Was it a bad movie? Was it appropriate for kids? Well, and it, it will, yeah, we're like, not. There's... We will not go the route of, like, oh, this movie did not age well. I mean, we'll certainly comment on the fact that, like, maybe it didn't age well, but I'm not going to hold that against oh, we'll the definitely, movie from the 90s. We will definitely comment on it, but I'm not going to be, we're not no. going to be these assholes on Facebook no. that are like, here's why Mrs. Doubtfire is no longer a good movie. No, and it's like, no, it is. No, it's, no, it's, no. it's still a good movie. No, but it will, because, and now it's only going to be like those things where you're like, oh, oh, we don't say that anymore. But, like, you did in in the 80s or 90s or oh, whatever. Oh, even like when it's 2006 or whenever The Hangover came out and yeah. Bradley Cooper is just yelling, paging Dr. Faggot. And yeah. it's like, Jesus Christ. Yes, right. That, I mean, that one's a bit more jarring. But when it's yes. jarring because of who Bradley Cooper is now. Yeah. And it's also jarring when you think, like, that movie didn't come out that long ago. No, and it was like... Like, that movie a- came out kind of past when we were doing that as a society. <laughs> Like we had kind of, we kind of moved on, and then that movie came out, and it was like okay. And it like it just did it, and everyone just moved on. Like oh, it's such a great movie, but whatever. But well, it, like, well, what's those... weird is like the rest of the. I mean, the movie is great, but like that one line is like even in the terms of that movie, yeah. that line is kind of aggressively like yeah. it's there. Yeah. Um. So we'll you know we'll certainly highlight if they're and it's more so because it's funny. It's funny to see, like, because I'm sure you're going to hear a lot of, like, slang terms that aren't used anymore. Oh, I'm sure. And, like, you might. Like, when you're watching a YouTube video with your kid that came out, like, this year, and the kid says, that's totally radical. And you know that he's definitely Mormon because no person talks like that in 2023. Yeah. But, like, just to see. But. The disclaimer is we're not going to rewatch Aladdin because we no, still we're watch not, them. We're not going to do like Disney movies because we still rewatch them, especially now with and our they're kids. Like, like, they're st- we're also not going to watch movies that I are like... I will say, and we're not... Well, there's some obscure ones. We're to looking- give the example of like we were listening to How Did This Get Made, these will not exclusively be bad movies. No. Or movies that are considered bad, whether we thought they were bad or other people thought they were bad. Right, no, no, no. Like, we're not doing exclusively that. No, we're just re-watching movies that we used to love. I would like to. We will probably evolve into movies that we have seen and upon first viewing thought were bad. Right. And go back and watch them again to see, like, was this really as bad as I thought it was? Yeah. Um, But one, one movie I will say... And that's why I gave the caveat of, like, these are not bad movies. A movie that is from my childhood, that is a Disney movie that I have not watched, and I couldn't tell you how many years, that we will definitely do, is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Well, see, I was that was one I was thinking of because it's more obscure. I do love that movie, but I couldn't tell you the last time I watched it. So, like, because I thought, like, Homeward Bound was also a Disney movie. Or the brave and poster. also they're not exclusively 
movies made for kids. No. No, they, um, no, they're not exclusively... These just, are movies from when we were younger. Yeah. Um, and that that goes through, like, like your teenage years, because we're both above I, 30 years old now, so... I would exclude also, like, movies... Oh, like, Space me. Jam is not... We're not including that. Because, like, we've watched it recently, and they just redid it. Yeah. So, like, it won't be as fun. No, and I, I will, I will steer away from movies that like even if we don't watch them all that they're often. They're still popular. Well, not that they're popular, but I was gonna say movies that like, I know enough about them. Like, do I still watch Willy Wonka? Yes, but like, I wouldn't do that movie because I already know so much about like behind the scenes stuff and like trivia facts yeah. and tidbits about that movie that it wouldn't. There'd be no show for me to talk about anything with it. Yeah. And it's the same thing with Space Jam. Like, I don't know all the ins and outs and behind-the-scenes stuff for Space Jam, but, like, I know enough where I couldn't make an interesting show out of it. Yeah. Like, we want... It doesn't not. It doesn't have to be like, oh, this is like a real indie film in the 90s. Like, it, it could be, you know, you're... I'm sure it's going to be a lot of movies that we watched that either we have both heard of and watched, or you know it and watched it and I have no idea what it yeah. is everything in between there but i also have a feeling it's gonna be a lot of movies where like you think of it or you find or you're searching for it or whatever and it's just like oh shit i forgot this movie even uh existed yeah um and we're not doing also like i watched a certain movies like a lot as a kid that were not at all aimed towards kids like dirty dancing twister jurassic park yeah there was one other one. Oh, the bodyguard. Like we watched those movies a lot. Yeah. But like we also still watched them a lot. So we're not. Gonna I have. Um, we'll keep those. I out. have two. That I. I guess I'll just tell you because I don't know when we're gonna do it. So this is kind of. Well, a, and the movie titles tuned. aren't like. Well, we don't know when we're gonna. We don't know when we're gonna start exactly. We don't know yeah. like what we're gonna do first and second. Yeah. Like, we don't have that planned out yet. But I will tell you that, so when I turned the TV on, I told Kelly this earlier, when I turned the TV on at home, we have Google TV, it comes up with, like, recommended stuff. And I forget if it's Voodoo or whatever one of the weird streamers uh, are. Fubu? Foop, no, that's for us, but that's a fashion company. Tubi? Tubi is one of them. Freebie, there's a whole bunch of them that just plays free movies with ads. And it came up, and it was, it, like, they're, they're live, so it always comes up, like, you can watch this now. Um, and it was Small Soldiers. I remember loving that movie as a kid. I remember seeing it. Um, also, Indian in the Cupboard. I feel like I watched that movie a oh, lot as a kid, it. but in my mind, I'm like, I saw that movie once and loved it and never watched it. Yeah, again. that's Who what knows? we're looking for. We're looking for the, also, uh, Free Willy. We gotta bring Free Willy back. We couldn't tell you last time I watched that, but the other one oh, I yeah. had in mind, like, after you told me the idea, the first movie that came to my mind, for whatever reason, The Page Master. Yeah, you probably never heard of it. It is we're gonna fucking have, I said, weird. It is an animated movie that starts off live action. It sounds starring so familiar. Macaulay Culkin, I think. Oh, a young like either Home Alone era or pre Home Alone Macaulay Culkin. I'm pretty sure it's Macaulay Culkin, but he like goes into the library and then it turns animated. It's a weird movie. Yeah, it's him. Oh, yeah. And then, it, yeah. With the talking books, Whoopi Goldberg is one of the books, I think. Pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, because there's... But the first picture that came up was this. Yes. Yeah, him. Yeah, it's Macaulay Culkin. I thought so. I I don't think I've seen it. It was released in 1994, so maybe when I was... Good lord, what did I see? <laughs> Oh, you know what? I probably watched it because from a young age, I've been that weird kid that's like, I saw somebody in this movie, so I really oh, like them as an actor. So I guarantee you, I saw Home Alone and was like, holy shit, I love Macaulay Culkin, and then found that movie. Dustin, Dunstan checks in where the monkey goes to the hotel. Oh, God. Matilda. I saw that was on there. No, that's a simple wish. Nice try, though. Oh, well. 
It's the same girl. That's the same picture on the fucking poster from Matilda. No, she has a toad on her shoulder. Well, they photoshopped the toad out and used that same picture from Matilda. <gasps> the Great Panda Adventure? Oh, Harriet the Spy? Did you ever watch that movie? Of course I did. I saw that in theater. With, um... I had the notebook. Oh, what's Amanda Bynes? No, it's Michelle Trachtenberg. Yeah, uh-huh. She's hot. Balto? I liked her in the movie oh, that was... Euro Trip. That was when I realized how attractive she was. Um... Richie Rich? Oh my god, Richie Rich. Richie Rich's Christmas Wish? What's the other movie I was thinking of? Um, oh, mm. James and the Giant Peach. Oh, I'm not watching that. Why not? Oh, that movie gives me the creeps. Top notch. It's a great movie. The book is better. I haven't read it yet. I can't wait till Tony's, like, we're in the chapter books, because I have the whole roll doll collection. <clears throat> but anyways. Yeah, big fucking giant. <laughs> <laughs> they made that into a movie. <laughs> Big fucking giant. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you can stay tuned for that. I think it'll be fun. Because we thought, like, we would film, f- like, record first, like, our our memory of the movie. Or, like, without well, rewatching it. Like, well, like I said, what will probably end up happening is, as we get into doing them, what's probably going to happen is, the episode before, like, say, we'll say the next episode we're doing will be the movie. We'll just... For Shits and Giggles as an example. The next episode that will come out after this one is the movie. We're going to watch it, whatever. This episode would be, you know, oh, next week we will have watched Small Soldiers. Here's what I remember. Yeah. Here's the plot for people who don't know it. Like, whatever. Yeah. And then the then we'll watch it. The following episode will be the reactionary yeah. video. That way, episode. like, you can... Because I think it will be really fun to see the change yeah of like this is what i remember of this movie and then we watch it and just to see if like all your hopes and dreams are crushed because like you rewatch it and you're like whoa that movie is <laughs> awful and we're also not going to tick points for like how bad like the graphics are and all that like we get it yeah we're not we'll make fun of it but like i get it yeah. the movie came out 20 years ago like what do you expect yeah um on that note to go back and forward a little bit um kind of going in with our whole cowboy conversation i found a great article that was in my facebook feed things we just found out about 90s country stars oh no there are some things i already know because i saw like the first three some of them i already know um some of them you already know some of them we don't oh so we're gonna go through this is a ranker article. Are any of them bad? I have no idea. I didn't look oh, at this oh, yet. Oh, oh, okay. Um, number one. Well, it's because these were voted on by fans. So let's oh. go down to the bottom. We'll start at the bottom. Because, like I said, this is ranker, so you can. Um. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is that the last one? No. Okay. Thirteen is the last one. The chicks got their big break thanks to a senator's daughter. In in 1990, (laughs) the chicks, then called the Dixie Chicks, were an up-and-coming bluegrass country group looking for their big break, just like hundreds of others in Nashville. When Penny Cook, the daughter of Texas Senator John Tower, heard them, she decided to personally help their dreams come true. Cook wrote the group a check for $10,000 so they could record their first album, Thank heaven for Dale Evans. Although that although that was their start with fame, it took some shuffling of members and a tweak in their sound for the chicks to obtain more substantial success with the album Wide Open Spaces in 1998. Wow. That was fun. George Strait is related to Jeff Bezos. Known as the King of Country, George Strait is a household name to fans and foes of country music. He is not the only famous one in the family, however. Jeff Bezos, the multi-billionaire founder of Amazon, is a cousin. Born in 1952 in Poteet, Texas. <laughs> that can't be real. P-O-T-E-E-T. Poteet is what I'm guessing. That well, it's probably pronounced something like pote or something. Potet? Potet? Yeah. Texas straight grew up on his family's farm and studied agriculture at Southwest Texas State University while Bezos spent summers on his grandfather's farm in nearby Catula 
The two didn't spend every summer together, however, because Straight is 12 years twelve years Bezos' senior. I, I was going to say. And second cousins with Bezos' mother. Nonetheless, Straight and Bezos are related. Okay, well, they're like distant cousins. Yeah. Thank you. Um, we, knew, we knew this one. Garth Brooks refused to sing the national anthem at the Super Bowl unless the organizers showed his video. Yep. For those of you who are not aware... Garth Brooks, generally a down-to-earth guy, refused to... <laughs> he doesn't know what to do with his hands when he talks. Refused to sing the national anthem at the 1993 Super Bowl unless his demands were met. Earlier that year, Brooks had released a song titled We Shall Be Free in response to the 1992 riots in Los Angeles and wanted to debut the song's music video during the Super Bowl. NBC, however, which aired the Super Bowl, refused, saying some of the images, explosions, natural calamities, burning crosses, were inappropriate for its family audience. In response, 45 minutes before he was scheduled to take the stage, Brooks walked out of the stadium. He would sing only if his video aired. Every detail of the Super Bowl schedule is meticulously planned, so naturally, chaos ensued for the NFL and NBC. The producers never tried... Oh, no, sorry. The producers tried to talk to Brooks, but he was adamant. John Bon Jovi was even cited in the crowd and prepped as a backup option. That I did not know. No. In the end, Brooks prevailed, and the NFL delayed the kickoff of the game to accommodate the airing of his video. Now, all singers at the Super Bowl must provide a pre-recorded version of their performance, just in case. So that was back when you still sang it live. Well, you do still sing it live, but if you refuse to go on, they'll use your recording. Yeah, but my point is, when Garth Brooks sang it live, you probably heard the audio live. When you're watching Chris Stapleton do it, oh, you're not yeah. hearing that live. It is pre-recorded. What you're the people what the you're stadium. hearing in the stadium yeah. is him. What yeah. you're hearing on TV is not. Right. What this, what's kind of shitty that this leaves out is, it's not a matter of he refused. It's a matter of it was in his contract. Well, the contract he signed to the Super Bowl was that I will do the Super Bowl. If you play my video. Right, and then they were And saying, then they were like, we're not doing that now. We already signed the contract, but we're not doing that. Well, and then they he were was, trying to say, like, we can't. His adamant, it. his, him being adamant was not really, I mean, it was like, I want the video shown. But it was more, you signed a contract. So your word right. was that you would play it. So now you're telling me you won't, so I'm done. Right. That's what this kind of leaves out. Um... Leanne Rimes won her first Grammy when she was just 14 years old. I knew she was young. Leanne Rimes became the youngest person ever to win a Grammy in 1997 when she was just 14 years old. And then that little kid beat her. At a time when most teens are focused on high school drama and first kisses, Rimes was busy recording her first album, Blue, at age 13. In 97, she won the Grammy Award for Best New Artist and Best Female Country Performance. She continued to collect accolades over the years, and in addition to her two Grammy Awards, has also won three ACMs, 12 Billboard Music Awards, and one CMA Award. Winning such a big award at a young age is no mean feat, but in the years since, 8-year-old Leah Peasall, I guess, of the Peasall Sisters, one of the artists on Oh Brother Where Art Thou soundtrack album, claimed the number one spot on the list of youngest Grammy winners. She was also followed by 9-year-old Blue Ivy Carter, the daughter of Beyonce and Jay-Z for her work in her mom's brown skin girl video. Um, Dwight, I thought there was a little boy who, maybe he's older than that, I don't know. Dwight Yoakam was one of the bad guys in Panic Room. Known for his old school Bakersfield country sound, Dwight Yoakam dominated the charts in the 80s and 90s with hits like A Thousand Miles From Nowhere and his cover of Queen's Crazy Little Thing Called Love. Yoakum has also had a decent film resume. One of his most notable roles was playing role in the twenty in the two thousand two thriller Panic Room with Jodie Foster, starring Jodie Foster and directed by David Fincher. In the film, Yoakum is one of the burglars Foster's character hides from. That wasn't his only time playing a bad guy. In the nineteen ninety six film Sling, he played an abusive boyfriend. Oh, I never saw Panic Room. Pretty good. I had it on VHS. You ready for brace yourself for this one? This is number eight on the list. No, no. Reba McIntyre turned down the Kathy Bates role in Titanic. Oh my God! 
Reba McIntyre perfected her acting chops on the sitcom Reba from 2001-2007, but she could have had a breakthrough acting role earlier when she was offered the part of Molly Brown in the 1997 mega-hit Titanic. It can't be anyone but Kathy Bates, though. Director James Cameron wanted her to play the role, but McIntyre's schedule wouldn't allow it. When filming got behind schedule, she had to give up the part, which went instead to Kathy Bates. McIntyre already had a jam-packed tour scheduled and a lot of people who relied on her for a job. When asked if she was disappointed that it didn't work out, McIntyre said, Well, sure, absolutely, but you've got to take care of your people. Aww. Tim McGraw didn't know he had a famous dad until he found his birth certificate when he was 11. What? His dad wasn't around. Oh. Was he, almost, was he dead? No, he wasn't dead. He didn't die until Tim McGraw was an adult, but I don't, I don't think his dad was around. Um, growing up, Tim McGraw didn't know who his father was. Oh, okay. In fact, he went by Tim Smith after his mother married Horace Smith. Oh, God, what a horrible name. Who names their kid Horace? Yeah, that is. Horace Smith. God, that's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> but when he found out his dad was famous baseball player Tug McGraw after coming across his birth certificate when he was 11 years old, it gave him hope. Rather than being angry that his father abandoned him and offered no financial support, Tim said, It changed what I thought I could do with my life, coming from the circumstances I came from. It made me think that blood is in my veins, so that ability is in there. Maybe like his blood. Yeah, that's definitely got to be a typo. Yeah. Or they just, yeah. Tug finally acknowledged Tim as his son when the latter was about 18. Their relationship had its ups and downs with years and memories to overcome. Despite his lack of affection or financial support earlier, Tug did help Tim get his music career started when he passed on Tim's demo to producer at Curb Records. Tug McGraw died of brain cancer in 2003. Wow. And that's when you get the mega hit, Live Like You Were Dead. Oh, uh, yeah. And then you get to see Tim McGraw in Philadelphia wearing his dad's World Series ring and crying on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Tim McGraw was detained for assaulting a police officer while Kenny Chesney stole a police horse. In June, Together? In June 2000, Tim McGraw and Kenny Chesney headlined the George Strait Country Music Festival in New York. Chesney started talking to the daughter of a state sheriff, then asked her if he could ride her father's police horse. She said sure, so he hopped on and took the horse for a joyride, ignoring all orders to stop. When nearby police officers attempted to apprehend Chesney, McGraw and his road manager jumped in to help out their buddy. A scuffle ensued and the two stars were detained. Chesney was charged with disorderly conduct, a relatively minor charge, but McGraw was charged with assaulting a police officer, a potential a felony. felony. Both were acquitted of all charges and claimed the whole thing was a big misunderstanding. Wild. Shania Twain and her husband fell in love when their ex-spouses had an affair. Whoa! Country star Shania Twain, famous for hits like Man, I Feel Like a Woman and That Don't Impress Me Much, is happily in love with her husband, good lord, Friedrich Thibod? Not a clue. Um, but the two have an unconventional love story. In the late 1990s and early 2000s, Twain was married to Robert John Lang a.k.a. Mutt. Together they wrote many of her top hits and enjoyed marital bliss for 14 years. Then Twain learned Lang was having an affair with Marie Ann, whatever that guy's last name is, her best friend, personal assistant, and Friedrich's, Friedrich's then-wife. In the aftermath of the two shattered marriages, Twain grew closer to Friedrich, who brought the affair between... who. Yeah, who brought the affair between Lang and Marie Ann to light. At first, they bonded over their shared feelings of betrayal, but it soon became a deeper relationship. The two were married in 2011 and have since settled in Friedrich's native Switzerland. Whoa, that's fun. I didn't know she lived in Switzerland. Toby Keith is proud to be, quote, white trash with money. Toby Keith is known for pushing the envelope in songs like Who's Your Daddy and The Taliban Song. I forgot that song existed. So perhaps it wasn't much of a surprise when his 10th album was titled White Trash with Money, a name Keith found wildly amusing, much to his wife's dismay. 
The album title has a backstory. Around the time Keith was mulling over titles for the new album, his teenage daughter Crystal got into a scuffle with a local debutante. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> the fuck? After separating the two, the mother of the other young lady told her not to bother because the Keith family was just white trash with money. When Crystal told her dad about the woman's declaration, he laughed and knew he had a winner on his hands. Hmm. George Strait quit doing interviews after the death of his daughter. Whoa. After graduating from high school in Texas, George Strait eloped with his girlfriend, Norma. A few years later, the Straits had their first child, a daughter named Jennifer Lynn. In 1986, at age 13, Jennifer lost her life in a car accident. The family was devastated, and Strait wouldn't give media interviews for some time after the incident. He opened up a little and provided a few statements, but has yet to do any interviews. Wow. Number two on this list, Trace Adkins was shot in the chest by his ex-wife. Trace Adkins is known for being a tough-as-nails country guy. Not only has he survived a terrible car crash involving a school bus, a hurricane while working on an oil rig, and a house fire, but he's also survived being shot in the chest by his wife. In 1994, according to Adkins in his autobiography, his second wife, Julie Curtis, tired of her husband's drinking habits, told him to get out of the house, then pulled a gun on him. When he stepped toward her to try to take the gun away, she fired and the bullet went through his lungs and heart. Oh my god! Friends and family were saying their final goodbyes to him in the hospital when he made a miraculous recovery. Holy! The marriage didn't last long after that. And then he wrote, if you're going through hell? That's not him. Oh. That's not even close to him. I don't know who sings that, but it's not him. <laughs> That's that, um... Is that that guy who I always think is Tim McGraw? That sings like, I've been watching you, Daddy. Oh, God. Probably. But, like, his voice sounds very similar yeah. to Tim McGraw's voice. Um, Rodney Atkins. Rodney Atkins. There it is. That's what I was thinking of. Number one... And this is when we knew. When Alan Jackson was asked to play a live gig mm. to a pre-recorded track, he had his drummer play with no sticks. Gone Country was just one of Alan Jackson's 26 hits that hit number one in 1994. What? No. I'm reading that incorrect. I'm interpreting that incorrectly. Overall, he had 26 number one hits. Is what I'm guessing. Oh. I first interpreted that as he had 26 hits. 26 hits that hit number one in 1994. No, yeah, no. That's got to be incorrect. Yeah. He was asked to sing the catchy tune at the ACM Awards, but there was a catch. He had to perform to a pre-recorded track. Jackson was not a fan of duping his fans. You couldn't have written that any better. So he made a subtle protest during the performance, asking his drummer to perform without any drumsticks. A careful observer could see the drummer behind Jackson giving the performance of a lifetime with nothing but his fingers. He didn't miss a single beat. <laughs> I mean, you can also clearly see that Alan Jackson is not playing, guitar. playing yeah. the guitar to what it should sound like. He's literally just moving his hand up and down. Yeah, he doesn't move his top hand at all. No. He just fakes but, with, but if you watch a lot of performances on TV like that, that's what they all do. Every now and then you'll get someone, like, when there's a guitar solo, they put a little more effort in. Yeah. But, like, if you're just singing and holding the guitar, that's really all you're doing. You're not moving your hand. You're just doing this. And then you're, like, pointing, but the guitar is still yeah, playing. Yeah, it's still going. Um, I thought that was fun. I'm surprised there's not more about... Because Alan Jackson does a lot of shit. Well, right. He played that song. To the CMAs. He did that with the drummer. And there was the whole controversy with they wanted George Jones to perform. And he said... He said yes, but then I forget why he backed... Oh, they only wanted to sing a, a tidbit of it. Yeah. So instead of the whole song, they wanted him to just sing a section. And he was like, I'm not doing that. If I'm going to perform, it's going to be the whole song. And they told him then kick rocks. So he sat at home. And Alan Jackson went on that night to perform his song. Stopped his song like halfway through. And, and then like wove it in. played George Jones's song. That's fun. Um, I feel like there probably could have been way more. Oh, I'm sure. 
How do you not talk about Chris Gaines? Oh, um, yeah. Like, I get people know about Chris Gaines, but, like, do people know? Is it a known thing that, like, it was for a movie? That was supposed to be a movie soundtrack? Maybe. And Chris Gaines, I'm pretty sure, was, like, the star of the movie. It was a weird... Like, I was aware of Chris Gaines, and I... The story I was always told was that it was just, like... He wanted to do a rock album. Right, he went rogue. So they, like, did this whole reimagining thing because they didn't want it. What I had always heard was he wanted to do a rock album, but they didn't want it to, like... This isn't Garth Brooks. Yeah, they didn't want it to, like, muddy his catalog. His catalog yeah. and his reputation. And so they created the alter ego. But then the reality was... It was supposed to be a movie, and this was the soundtrack, and, like, it was a... It wasn't that he wanted to be a rock singer... Like, this was a pet project yeah. for Garth Brooks, and then it all just went to shit. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it went to shit because people found out, like, right, it's just, that it was him and it was a whole big yeah. thing. People um, were just not interested. When it was a big joke, like... Yeah. So that's... But I'm surprised that wasn't on there. Because to me, that's a pretty, like... <laughs> what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> um... I definitely heard it. It's probably the people down the street. Let's just let that dog do whatever the hell they want. Probably barking at that poor cat. Probably. Um, trying to see if there's anything else I have in here. This will be a weird one. We'll save that one. Because we have a, a smidgen of time. But I don't think there's it, because you kind of did everything on this list that we can do. I'm not seeing too much of anything else. There was something I was going to talk about, and I forget what it was. Don't know. Hmm. I don't either. That's going to bug the shit out of me. I commented on a Facebook post about Bob Iger's whole thing with the strike because my thought was and I commented like Disney went from Bob Chappick not saying enough to Bob Iger saying too, too much, much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and some lady commented back like Chappick did like I forget what she said about but like his anti Florida policies comments and I'm like yeah he made them eventually but the point I'm making is he hesitated and then because of pushback from fans and internal pushback from the company and employees, yeah. he made a statement. He wasn't going to make a statement. Yeah. And then this well, is this is an instance where no one asked you for statements, right. Bob Iger. Well, and it's it's not so much to say, like, oh, Bob Chappick, like, didn't talk enough. Or, like, or, like didn't say speak on a certain issue it's just more to say like well, as a someone whole, else someone else rather said, silent and someone now, else replied like he should have just stayed out of it and i'm like i get it but previously with other things that had happened bob Iger put his opinion out there so like right. the precedent was kind of already set that this is well, now of, we see like maybe bob Iger. this is the kind mouth. of company <laughs> that you're trying to run that you kind right. of have to put these statements out. Um, when it's a weird thing, I'm just like... Especially after, like, everyone hated Bob Chappick. I don't really have an opinion on the guy because he was in charge for fucking two years. And I can't imagine he made any decisions. Any real decisions. Like, you're being told it was all his fault, but how much right. of that shit was already put in place. And planned out and scheduled and everything the else. The whole thing was um, orchestrated. He was a scapegoat. Yep. That's also, like, and we knew that from the get-go. That's why, like, COVID was starting to happen. Bob Iger retires. Chappick's in charge for two years. Everybody fucking hates him. COVID's now kind of over. The parks are reopened. Oh, I'm going to, Bob Iger's going to come back until we find someone. For, for two years minimum until we find someone to replace me. And now he's staying till what? 2026? 20, 2030 or something like that? No, it's 2026. Yeah. 
So I was I was here for another year, two years tops, till he found he, a replacement. I guarantee. To he, now I've he had to have known that, his, that signed was, a new contract and that was his got like, a renewed contract for more money and you come in and let us blame everything on you. Yeah. And then you 100%. leave with your million dollar You severance. leave with your golden parachute and and we'll bring Bob Iyer back and we'll just continue on. Yeah. But then we could blame you. But what's hysterical is so Bob Iger retires essentially on top. People loved him. The yeah. parks weren't doing terrible. You bought all this IP and then you launched Disney Plus under Chappic and Disney Plus is just kind of hemorrhaging money. Uh-uh. They have not made money on Disney no, Plus. No, they since launched it under Bob Iger. Did it? Yeah, because he announced it, but did it launch yeah, under Bob Iger? Had, I had it. We had it for almost a year before I had Tony. Oh yeah, I guess it did. But it was the tail end of him. Well, it was probably 2018. It was the very tail end of Bob Iger that that launched. But then they announced like we have not made money on this since we launched it. <laughs> like we're losing money on Disney Plus. But we've talked about that before. We're like that's why you're seeing all the we talked about it on the show before. That's why you're seeing all these different mergers because people are realizing like we don't actually have the viability to have our yeah. own streaming platform. Yeah. We should have just kept renting our shit out to Netflix or Hulu or yeah. whoever. Yeah, cuz they were they were sustaining it. But my point is like Iger was on top. People loved Bob Iger. People hated Bob Chappick. Iger announced he was coming back. People were over the fucking moon that he announced he was coming back. He was Disney's white knight. And now here you are. The writers are on strike. The actors are on strike. And you're at a retreat with Mark Zuckerberg. In some big fancy place. You just renegotiated your however many million dollar, billion dollar contract. To get more money. And you're like, I don't understand what their demands are. These are unrealistic demands. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and you're also doing this weird tour now where you're like, oh, we put out too much Marvel shit. It diluted the brand. Yeah. Like, or no, they, they've put out too, they shouldn't have gotten into TV shows, which you were already into TV shows, but they shouldn't have gotten into TV and there's too many movies and it's just diluted the product and we're taking a step back from the Star Wars stuff because I think we put too much of that out. And the Pixar box office hasn't been great. And that's because of putting stuff on Disney Plus. But also, like, the Pixar movies we've been making aren't really that good. And it's like, so yeah. you came back, and people love that you came back. And you've been back for, what, a year now? Barely. And your whole thing is just like, everything we did under Bob Chappick sucked. And it's yeah. like... Yeah, he is taking it, like, really... Like negative. It's just a weird glass like, half empty approach. It's very strange. It's also like, are you saying that it's under Bob Chappick? Because again, he was in charge for two years. Mm, no, it was longer than that. No, it was not. Yeah, it was. I didn't think it was. I'm pretty sure it was only two years. Mm -mm. You gonna get the dates? The start and end of his Disney CEO career. Oh, it was. 2020 to 2022. I guess. Yeah. He was literally only in charge for COVID. Well, he... It when was the just... parks were shut down, he was in charge. Like, the second they opened the parks again, they're like, okay, fuck but off. But Bob Iger didn't really leave right away. Remember? No, he hung around. Yeah. But he wasn't the CEO. He yeah. was like, he was I'm helping. just here as a mentor kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, so it's even worse. So he was really fully in charge for probably a year. <laughs> Yeah, Bob Chappick was probably fully in charge of Disney for a year. And people are still blaming him for everything. But it's just a weird... Like, did they do too much with the MCU? Yeah, probably. Did they do too much with Star Wars? Yeah, probably. But here's the thing. You had a streaming service that you're saying we didn't make money off of. Why did you do so many Marvel TV shows? Why did you do so many Star Wars TV shows? Because you thought we need something to get people to subscribe to Disney+. Plus. Yeah. You can blame it on whatever you want to blame it on. But the reality is, you thought we need stuff to get people to subscribe to this. Well, is, 
Is the issue that they don't have enough subscribers, or is the issue that it's just so expensive I, to maintain? I have no idea. Well, I guess it's both. I have no idea. It's so expensive to maintain, they don't have enough subscribers to offset. Well, and they were doing it like... There was some weird middleman company. Because within the past year, they announced like they broke that. They like ended that contract, and now they're just... There's no middleman anymore. Oh, so maybe that'll... So that was probably part of it. But it's the whole... like And now they're, he's talking about like we might sell ABC... Because we don't really need ABC. They're not really doing anything for us. Like, I don't... I just don't get it. We'll you bought all the IP. Your options are either sell that IP off. Or, you know what makes more sense? Why the fuck do you own ESPN? Well, but that must be making them money. I'm sure it is. But, like... I, don't know, it's just weird. I mean, I'm sure ABC is, too. But it's just a matter of... But it's also a weird thing of, like, I can't... I can't imagine you're going to sell ABC. Because you don't own NBC and you don't own CBS. So not that, like, you need to, not that ABC is, like, it's a lot of local news. They're not really doing, they have one world news show. But, like, if you're trying to stay in the news game in any way, shape, or form, if you sell off ABC, what else you got? Well, and you're still going to have to have, like, a relationship with one of them for your... Like your parade and your specials, unless you your air parade, those, your specials, unless you move them to Disney Plus, which would be smart. You want to talk about dumb shit with streamers? It's that Disney Plus is a streaming service that many people subscribe to, yet you air shit on TV, and then it's either not on Disney Plus at all. It's not on Disney Plus till months later. Yeah, or. If you're lucky, it's, like, on the next day. Well, the Christmas specials were on the next day. But, like... But it's a weird thing of, like... That we couldn't watch the parade. We need to pick a lane. Because, like, the Tonys. Two years ago did that weird shit where it's, like, oh, the red carpet and the pre-show are on CBS. The Tony Awards themselves are on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah. And only on Paramount+. Mm-hmm. Plus. And it's a weird thing of, like, what are we doing here? Right, it was one thing when it would be like, oh, the pre-show's on E, and then the actual, because I think the Oscars... And the, well, the Oscars they, does the, the red, pre- they do multiple red carpets. But, like, there was a red carpet on E, and then there yeah, was, like... there was also a red carpet on ABC before the Oscars. Oh, oh. Is my point. Oh, but the, they did. But the I one thought, on E was Joan Rivers and her daughter, yeah. and... But then, like, the main one was on, but that's, like, yeah. just different network TVs. That's yeah, that was just different. them doing different things. But, yeah. like, that was, I forget, and, like... The SAG Awards were streamed on YouTube. So it's a weird thing of like, can we just get our shit together and yeah. figure it the fuck out? Everybody agree. This is how we're doing it. Well, now. also, like, acknowledge that more and more people are doing the whole trend of quote unquote cord cutting, where they're switching to only internet and only streaming. Yeah. And yet, you're still putting shit on TV that then you can't watch on streamers. And it's like, this is kind of fucking Especially stupid. Especially on a network where, like, you have streaming available to you. Yeah. Like, the parade. That was so annoying. Well, my whole thing with the parade is, the parade is something that you should have figured out. How do we have this playing on both TV and Disney yeah. Plus live at the same time? It's got to be possible. It is possible. If you can live stream the Elton John concert to that, you yeah. can live stream the parade. What I mean, like, to have it on both, like, I'm sure. Oh, well, it's not hard, because the one going to TV is going to TV, and then you just put it on the streaming. I don't know how it works, but, like, other networks have done it. Yeah. Plenty of other people have done, like, it's both on TV and streaming at the same time. Well, and I guess the part of the issue was the Hulu thing, because it was available if you had Hulu with live TV. Well, that's the dumbest shit in the world. So it was like, oh, we can't have it because... ABC stream. But that's how they work out because like, oh, well, because everything on ABC goes to Hulu the next day. But you can watch it with live TV. Well, you could have also watched it with YouTube with live TV because you're just watching ABC. Yeah. It's not a matter of like, oh, it's streaming. No, it's not. I'm just watching ABC through my streaming platform. Like, it's not really the same thing. (laughs) And jokes. That's the only thing that's. That's on you, Disney Plus. You don't have an ad option. I pay whatever price I pay. Like, that's on you. Right. 
if you wanted to do it, they're like, oh, well, you can watch the parade well, live, but only if you have premium. Well, you didn't do that option in Disney+. Plus. What did, why did we get a discount? On Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Because oh, it, it was when it launched. No, but it was like a special, a Disney Visa. There was something that I, we D23. got. D23. We got an offer. It's D23. And it was like. Because we're the base unpaid D23 members. And that's why we were like, why the fuck are we getting this? Like, we're not paid members to D23. But it was like three or four years. Yeah. And it was like three ninety nine a month. Yeah. Maybe even less than that. It was wild. So that could also be a little part of it. Well, what's funny now is you talk about streaming and network TV and stuff like that. The writer's strike and the actor's strike is happening because of changes in the schedule and moving into the fall and stuff like that. Miss Marvel, which was a Disney Plus original series, will now air on ABC. The old episodes will be replayed oh. on ABC. They're going to replay the first. They're going to play the first three episodes of Secret Invasion on Hulu. I forget what other show. Something on CBS. Something's moving to CBS because of the writer's Yeah, because they need content. Because they don't have yeah, they don't have content for it. It'll be interesting to see how it goes. Not just with like how it, like the contracts play out, but like how what the content looks like. Well, because that's the thing. Streaming is streaming. You can watch whatever. Well, not whatever you want, but. More than likely, whatever you want to watch somewhere on yeah. one of the platforms. But eventually, on network TV... You're right. What are you going to do? Right, because if you don't... All the shows that they normally play... Like, they can play reruns. Your option is going to be you go the true TV route and you just play Impractical Jokers for 23 of the 24 hours a day. Or you... Yeah, you replay Or your TBS and you play Friends and then, like... In the afternoon, you play American Dad and Bob's Burgers or whatever. Like, what, is it still Friends? I don't even. know. Yes. Oh my gosh. And Comedy Central still plays The Office. Comedy Central plays like. Well, they just play The Office in order. Well, Comedy Central plays like twenty hours of The Office and then four hours of Parks and Rec. <laughs> and they restart. Yep. And same thing with like Impractical Joe. True TV is like. 20 hours of Impractical Jokers, one hour of the Carbonaro effect, and then, like, infomercials, and then Impractical <laughs> Jokers again. Or, no, The World's Dumbest, like, those are still on oh, True TV. Yeah. And then it goes back to Impractical <laughs> Jokers. The Morning is World's Dumbest. And maybe, is that where you watch Parking Wars and shit? I don't know. I think that's True TV. In, like, the early, that's when I was in the hospital that one time, I watched it. Because I was awake at, like, Six o'clock, five o'clock in the morning, and flipping through TV, oh, and I'm like, probably. "Oh, parking wars, probably sweet Philadelphia parking authority." Um, well, that's all for this week, folks. Thank you for joining us. Stay tuned for our fun stuff happening. Don't f- forget to give us a review and give us a rating. We appreciate it. It really helps us out. Uh, follow us on social media. At the friends you keep, you can email us at the friends you can keep at gmail.com. Let us know of uh, any movies you want yeah, us to watch. Some childhood favorites. Let us know what uh, making America cowboy again means. Let us know what cowboy you think they're referring to. Um, Maybe they meant the Dallas Cowboys. That seems and unlikely. And it's a football. You know, because like, the Cowboys used to be like America's team. That seems unlikely. So maybe they're like, yeah. But I feel like then it would be make America cowboys. You would make it plural yeah 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 that's true because like if it's just make america cowboy again tony romo like what are we talking about here uh, joe namath was he a cowboy chester Rudy. t.o t.o was a cowboy who am i thinking of purcell who did i say i don't know what was the name joe namath like what's the name of it? no he was the was he the cowboys I have no idea. Football player. Yeah, who did he play for? I don't care. Emmett Smith? Primarily with the New York Jets. Well. Ew, why do I know his name when he played for the Jets? <laughs> probably came up somewhere. He's adorable. He looks like uh... Oh my gosh, look how cute he is. Who was the guy that played for the Dolphins in the in, in the Ace Ventura Joe movie? Montana? No. 
Pretty Joe, sure Joe Montana is an actor. Joe Montana. No, there's mm, more dogs. Nope, it's not Joe Montana. I don't know that he played. If he played for the the guy who he played, played for the Forty ers I don't know football players. Who the fuck was the guy who played for the Dolphins and he was in Indiana or not Indiana Jones? Why do I keep saying Indiana Jones? Ace Ventura. And I'm pretty sure it's the first one, not the second one. Courtney Cox forgot she was in that movie. Dan Marino. Oh, Dan Marino. I remember him. He did play for the Dolphins. Yeah. I don't know why his name escaped me. And there's good old uh, Terry Bradshaw. He played for the best team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have six rings, and they didn't have to cheat to get them. Um, But yeah, follow us on the socials. You can email us. Let us know what you think of the show. Some opinions for movies to watch um yeah i think that's about it we'll talk to you guys oh no we won't talk to you guys next week i almost forgot uh there will be no new episode next week which is the 31st of july and there will not be a new episode august 7th because kelly and i are taking the boys and going with kelly's parents to uh, the Great North. The Great White North. Good old Canada. Um, we'll be fully off the grid. Yep. And we will be there for a week, which will interrupt our recording schedule. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have, we'll have a, two, a nice two-week break, let you get caught up. This is episode 92. So if you're not caught up on episodes, not that these are like episodic things, you need to listen to all of them, but no. you can go back and listen to them. This is a weird thing for people to do, but go back and listen to How Did This Get Made. It's a great show. No, a lot of people do that, though. They're How Did This Get Made? What else to listen to? Doug Loves Movies. I love Doug Loves Movies. If you're like me and you prefer to watch uh, podcasts, I may I suggest, I will always suggest Your Mom's House, but I will also more highly suggest, because he is not as big as Tom Segura, The Honeydew with Ryan Sickler, because I love, love He's very funny. Ryan Sickler. Um... So, yeah, enjoy your two weeks. We will enjoy ours. We will give you all the updates on what happened in Canada (laughs) when we get back. Um, Yeah, thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys in two weeks. We love you, and thank you for being a friend.